Real leaders leave a legacy. They capture the hearts and minds of their teams. Their origin story puts the safety and well-being of their people first. Great companies ubiquitously have safe yet productive operations. For those companies, safety is an investment, not a cost for the C-suite. It's a real topic of daily focus. This is The Safety Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and safety guru, public speaker, and author. Are you ready to leave a safety legacy? Your legacy success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to The Safety Guru. Today, I'm very excited to have with me Martin Royal, who's a partner with Propola Consulting, who spent years coaching executives at the C-suite uh, around safety leadership. And he's here to talk to us about a really important topic, which is how can a leader improve their safety leadership through coaching? How can they take more ownership for safety uh, through executive coaching? So Martin, welcome to the show. Really happy to have you with me. Wonderful, Eric. Great to, to be here today. Thank you. Excellent. So, so Martin, you have a background in coaching. You've coached uh, several executives, many executives over the years uh, in safety leadership. Uh, you're also uh, ICF certified coach. So tell me a little bit about what the value of executive coaching is all about. For sure. So, so when we think about coaching, um, first of all, it, it is a it's a form of consultation right, for management executives, and, and basically coaches help uh, executives and the organization to reach their goals that sometimes they may not be able to reach on their own. And, and we'll find coaches may help process uh, obstacles to progress, act as an accountability or a thought partner. They teach, give advice, or provide uh, resources. And, and for executives, I'd say it, you know, it, it can be lonely at the top. Okay? Executives are responsible for the, the people that report to them. They're responsible for achieving results, safety, productivity, profitability. And I, I found that many executives do not have the space or the, the people to discuss their challenges, uh, especially in a confidential space. And often only the people around them or those impacted by their decision and or other executives don't even have the people in their network who can challenge them and uh, while supporting their progress. And that's where the, uh, the executive coach comes in to, to support that progress, to support that uh, accountability for meeting the, uh, the, for the for the executive to meet their goals. Yeah, in some organizations, coaching is seen as a remedial action. You're not performing, so I need to send you to a coach. But what you're talking about is is very different. It's really about how do I have a thinking partner? How do I really rethink how I show up? Um, and really think growth mindset in terms of how can I be a, as good a leader as I could be in terms of improving safety? Is that is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I like to ask myself, to say, for someone like, if I'm an executive, how would I know that coaching might be helpful for me? And as you mentioned, having a first a growth mindset, which uh, for our audience, I mean, it is a belief that our, our capabilities, talent can improve over time. And, and that's what coaching is about. It's about in, in exploring new ways to engage with our teams or peers or work and, and show up even with an improved presence as an executive. But it does take uh, uh, some willingness, I would say, to take personal ownership over our own development, okay, our goals and our outcomes, uh, because no one else is going to fix it for us. No one else is going to do the work to achieve our goals. And I would say even uh, the coach. And, and that's often something I, I, mm. I clarify with the clients and say, Coaching is different from uh, say consulting, it's different from mentoring, it's different from even therapy for some may think that the coach <laughs> is a therapist. And, and the coach, I, I like to look at it as, uh, as a support for the leader's journey. 
you, you're on your journey. You, you've identified areas that you uh, want to focus on. It could be external goals. Uh, for example, it could be improving your, your team's uh, health and safety uh, outcomes. Uh, for some, if it's outside the, the realm of safety, it might be improving their uh, employee engagement scores. Or it can be helping uh, improve more, I would call, the internal goals. Uh, being more influential with their team, uh, being able to lead meetings better, uh, have more difficult conversation. And so the coach is there when, once there's a recognition of what the, 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 the changes are need. The coach is there to drive the conversation, to drive the process, mm -hmm. to support the, the executives on their journey. But the executive is doing the work. They're the one they need to be willing to try new things, uh, approach new situations, yep. experiment. Yeah, and I've seen this over and over. I mean, like you coach everywhere from the CEOs of Fortune 100 organization all the way to uh, operational leaders and everywhere in between CEOs, et cetera, um, that it can be an incredibly powerful tool when the person comes, is open to explore, open to experimenting and trying new things. Um, you can see some significant breakthroughs. Yeah, definitely. And and what's interesting with the with coaching, I mean, sometimes people think coaching is, is a fairly new practice, but it's been around since mm -hmm. the 1950s. Okay, but it's only, I would say, since probably in mid 90s that it has mm -hmm. become a, prof a profession. And there's been a lot of research around uh, the effectiveness of executive coaching. And it, it's one of the practices that brings quite a high return on investment uh, for uh, the organization and for the, uh, the the leaders who are taking part in the coaching engagement. But uh, especially um, we'll see improved productivity, um, better teamwork, mm -hmm. more job satisfaction. Um, uh, coaching is especially good for executives tasked to lead uh, change um, sure. because it helps to facilitate more, I would say, strategic thinking. Uh, it provides new insights, uh, more even a, a space just to, to reflect and, and brainstorm around the issues that uh, the leaders may face. And that check-in, I think, that's incredibly important that you talked about before. Mm -hmm. the, the accountability check-in is, okay, we're going to go experiment, try something, and, and next week let's debrief on how that went and, mm -hmm. and, and then explore how we could be even better at it. Exactly. And I, I see the role of the, the well, first of all, in, in a coaching engagement, we'll see there, there's different form. And, and for me, it's about finding what's the best form for, for the client. Uh, for some, they'll say, hey, let's meet every week, every second week. Um, I, I ask, like, do you want me to hold you accountable or how do you want me to do that? Mm -hmm. Meaning that sure. when we start a new session, like, OK, how did that go? What's what's progress have you made? What are some of your obstacles? Okay, let's let's debrief what happened and let's set the stage for the, the next week or the, the next month. Um, but at the end, that's the, the I, I look at it as the executive responsibility to determine what what's going to work for them. So it's not that there's always one solution uh, of our coaching solution, um, but it's that sort of partnership that makes it work. I agree. So, so how do I know if coaching is for me? Uh, because I talked about sometimes a stereotype that people think coaching is if you're in performance management. Uh, yet, if you look at every professional athlete out there, there's not a single athlete that doesn't have a coach, if not multiple coaches, trying to figure out how they can be even better at, at what they do. 
I know that's uh that's that's what's interesting. People think, as, as you mentioned earlier, that oh, there must be something wrong with me, so I'll get a coach to to fix that. And there's a, certainly a space for for that that sort of coaching, but sometimes it is about uh, having working with someone who can um, how would I put it? They they're there to identify sometimes our blind spots. Right? They're yeah. there to provide a a platform for us to to receive feedback to get an even an outside perspective on our business and our teams um that that often uh, as executive we might not get otherwise with the team uh, that, that, that we work with yeah absolutely and, and i think it's really finding the the right fit uh, we're going to get to that very soon as well um, when it comes to safety leadership is also getting a coach that understands what that really means. What does what safety leadership really mean? Um, what do some of the tools need to look like? How was it? How am I supposed to show up? Really, that depth in safety culture, organizational change, and safety leadership. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more about why that's that's so important. I mean, it, it, it seems natural uh, if you're if you're trying to win the Olympics in swimming, you're going to get a swimming coach. You're not going to get a football coach if you're trying to win. Uh, Stanley Cup in hockey, then then you're going to get a hockey coach. You're not going to go find yourself a, a soccer soccer coach because that that wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and in fact, Eric, what I what I find is with our client organizations that we work with, as they they develop their their, their, their culture of safety, um, we find that there many of them are expecting increasingly that their executive teams take a bit more ownership over the mm. organization's safety culture and performance. And and while it looks like okay that that's quite it's normal it's it's maybe that's that's what <laughs> that's how companies do, but I'd say for some executive it's a, often a major shift from how they used to think about workplace health and safety, and so because yeah. for many executive teams safety is the responsibility of a of health and safety department or there might be a, a VP of health and safety that that's part of the team. And that's 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 person roles, and so the idea that all executives should be accountable for the the safety performance of their team, the organization, uh, can be can be a challenging uh, thought. And and nobody will dispute the importance of pursuing their their safety goals, but often there's a thought, oh, as long as it's someone else that do it for us. And so where where the coach comes in is uh, first is an understanding of the what does it mean to take full ownership over over safety, regardless mm. where we're at in our organization but also um, coaches in, in safety leadership they bring quite a, a unique understanding of environment I would say first in high-risk jobs and they understand yep. the drivers of safe work but also the necessary influence that executives must must apply to successfully drive safety performance and and mm -hmm. so there's an understanding safety isn't just a, a function right? but it's an outcome that all leaders are, are accountable for Absolutely, and it's. I think it's it's uh, it's interesting because I I've explored executive coaching myself. I'm going to say probably about six seven years ago, um, and and really saw the value and kept having an executive coach because I realized it's the the value is not just um, not just bouncing ideas like you said. It's exploring blind spots. It's exploring new tactics, trying something, seeing how it works. Um, and, and now I I. I I uh, rely on a coach literally every week, except when I'm on holidays and short engagements. I found that that works better for me, regular, frequent, short check-ins, uh, as opposed to, to long ones I've had before, where it was like two hours in a month. Um, but the power is incredible. Um, and, and I think 
for somebody that's trying to drive at the safety leadership side, that's really trying to drive that ownership at the frontline team member level, ownership at different levels in the organization, supervisory level, this can be a very powerful way to explore. Um, but how about the VP of safety? Because you talked about the safety, the leader, the operational leader in safety. But I think there's also a huge benefit for a VP of safety in terms of, uh, or a director in safety in terms of how do they increase the influence that they have within the organization? Because essentially they're a resource, but others need to, to follow their lead to be successful. For sure. And that, that, that's one of the challenges I've, I've uh, noted with some of our clients who, uh, that we work with at, uh, at the VP level in health and safety is they often are very progressive in their approach. They, they, they know where to take the organization forward. Um, they understand the concepts of, of safety, culture, maturity. Um, but, but sometimes they're not in the position or the, uh, the authority to drive the decisions for, for the team themselves the, for, that belong to operational uh, leaders. And so their role become how to get the buy-in with the rest of their team. Yeah. Um, right. And that's where the coaching can comes in. <laughs> and especially a coach, you understand both sides of the equation from the health and safety mm -hmm. and the operations and understand yeah. the, the priorities that operations have to, to, to drive profitability, drive productivity, but at the same time, helping finding tactics and strategies for the uh, VP in health and safety to start influencing their team and, and start getting the buy-in for the change their, 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 their task to, to bring. Or, or even influencing uh, safety culture change. Mm -hmm. uh, it, just because I have a experience in safety and I'm, I'm head of safety doesn't necessarily mean I'm also an expert in organizational change. Exactly. So it could be some some tactics around how do I overcome resistance? How do, how do I gain buy-in at the at the front line? Um, things of that nature, which is really about energizing the, 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 the programs that I've got, particularly in a smaller organization, because a smaller organization may not be able to, to draw in a strategy consulting firm to, to help them through a big organizational change effort. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and one thing, Eric, I'd like to, to share is for coaching mm -hmm. to work, it is, it is an investment. And you, you referred um, yeah. for yourself the, 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 the coaching you've, you've had. And I want to bring for our audience that an engagement typically will last at minimally, I'll say, at three months. But usually three months will be for very tactical goals that we're aiming right. for. And that if we are looking for deeper change, we're often talking like a six months to even a 12 months in certain cases, depending on, on the kind of change we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not for everyone, right? So that some people might think like, oh, I got a couple things I wanna work on and maybe four or five sessions may work. It's fine for, for small, uh, as I say, small goals, small uh, outcomes we're looking for. But if you really were looking for a, a, a deeper change, um, that this, this become an, a mid to long-term investment sometime that, that we need to take on. Yeah. yeah, and often I know for me, um, first three months, sometimes you're just getting to know the relationship and get mm -hmm. to understand how you can leverage a person. And, and there's an element of success that needs to come. You need to have vulnerability to be able to be successful through it. Mm -hmm. And it takes time to build the trust with, with the coach. So that's part of the equation. Um, and as I shared, I, I, this is something when I saw the power, I've, for me, I've, I've decided to invest personally multi-year. Um, now we're talking probably six, seven years that I've been drawing in that expertise to, to think through problems, to bounce ideas, to mm -hmm. explore how I can grow. And I would definitely recommend, and if that's, that's something that you could, uh, with the right partner, with the right coach, could bring some exponential value over the long term. 
This episode of the Safety Guru Podcast is brought to you by Propolo Consulting, the leading safety and safety culture advisory firm. Whether you are looking to assess your safety culture, develop strategies to level up your safety performance, introduce human performance capabilities, re-energize your BBS program, enhance supervisory safety capabilities, or introduce unique safety leadership training and talent solutions, Propolo has you covered. Visit us at propolo.com. Totally. And I think what, what uh, our, to me, an executive need to understand is what also what, what, what is the coaching is going to do? Right? Sometimes the coaching mm-hmm. engagement may start with some, uh, uh, maybe an assessment. It might be a 360 feedback process just to get a, stay, a, a state of where, where are we at? Where, what are we starting from? Uh, Sometimes it's about identifying the broad uh, issues uh, that we're like trying to tap into into the organization. For some, it might be even like it, it might be about career progressions. It can be about like the, the, where we see the future of our organization. And often what we can expect of a coach will be for me that um, will help ensure the goals. What, what are the goals in the engagement? What are we trying mm. to achieve? And that these are crystal clear, very specific. And uh, that coach, I... I or the client can expect that the coach will be will challenge them over and again over these 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 goals yep. and ensuring there's that progression until to me if the client says okay no longer important no longer this is no longer what i want to focus on and that's that's fine mm. that happens but to me unless i'm being asked that, that or otherwise I'll, i will keep that sort of accountability for for the, the goal progression because at, at mm. the end a having a coach isn't just to have just a chat it it is there's it's yeah. a process it's an investment for a certain outcome that that will uh, you know decide together basically absolutely and, and that outcome could evolve over time mm-hmm. right so it could at the beginning i may be trying to overcome barriers with with a vpn operations if i'm a vpn safety mm-hmm. um, and down the road i may be looking at how do i increase the effectiveness of of some of our engagement with supervisors or things of that nature so i may be exploring different things or my influence tactics with a director team uh, and exploring how do I increase impact. So, so those goals, I think, can shift um, and can evolve as well, which, which can help. Although, uh, like you said, it's, it's not exactly consulting. It's adjacent to consulting. Consulting, uh, to me, is I'm giving you the answer, mm-hmm. but coaching is I'm helping you figure out the answer. Would you agree or would you have a more eloquent way of positioning it? No, totally. That's <laughs> that. That's and at, and that's what to me it's important to clarify uh, at the beginning mm. is that I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, you have the answers. I'm going to help you find them. <laughs> but sometimes people they kind of want to be told. And 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 what I do to me in a coaching engagement is, I I ask for the permission. Okay, or I, I'll say I'll put in my consulting hat. If you'd like, I can offer some insight uh, into what you're describing. And for some, they appreciate. If and others say, "No, I got this." Okay, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the coach uh, shouldn't be there to, to tell the clients what what to do, what to say. It's more to help them get that sort of confidence, that that ownership over their own uh, challenges. Absolutely. Uh, so we've talked about individual one-on-one coaching, which I'm a huge advocate of, particularly for executives. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the advantages of coaching as a group, um, maybe a leadership team, things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. And it's good to distinguish between uh, uh, what I call the group coaching and team coaching. 
Okay. The, mm -hmm. It is a practice, um, I, I would say it's probably has gained more popularity in the last 10 years. And there are differences. So team coaching typically work with a, uh, we would call it an intact team. Um, it is about helping the team process their issues at the organizational level, um, helping sometimes uh, resolve conflict, um, help them to work better as a team to support each other. Whereas group mm -hmm. coaching is about getting people together, could be uh, executives from different client organization or from different part of the organization that don't necessarily work together, but might have uh, similar, face similar issues as, uh, as executives. Sure. And and what's interesting, I, I, I really like the group coaching because it's, it, mm. it, it has another level of value for the, uh, the executives. One of them is, being able to realize, hey, we're not alone <laughs> in the challenge that we face, <laughs> that others may be facing similar challenges. Um, we find that uh, uh, we can leverage the uh, the insights from everyone through the, the process um, and and build that sometimes, and especially in, in teams that might be a bit dispersed throughout the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the organization, to bring that sense that we're all in this together and, and we're all going to move in uh, at at different pace, but we're there to support each other and hold ourselves accountable. So that's that's what's interesting with group coaching, which uh, to me, right. it's usually for small groups, like four to eight typically is what we'll see as the, the best. Um, but it helps to, uh, first, there might be themes that get brought in. So if it's a, a group coaching around safety leadership, so the coach might be bringing different topics of, of uh, relevant to the, the what the, the executives are faced with, um, help them set the goals, but also the group starts to hold themselves accountable for their progress. And that's that's what's interesting. It's no longer just a coach who's there to support the executives, but it's the group itself that sort of manage themselves and what they, they want to accomplish and how they can help each other to achieve their, their, their commitments. And the coach is mm -hmm. being there as a more of an orchestra conductor of the, the, those sessions to help the group move forward. And I think that, like you said, could work really well for dispersed, dispersed members of an organization. So, so maybe different, different leaders tackling things from different angles, yeah. or maybe even a leadership team that's trying to figure out, okay, how, how do we together really truly commit and own our safety and our safety culture and show up in a way that that makes real change exactly it helps to if, if the organization is in a, a a culture change process to create some some mm -hmm. shared thinking around safety some some shared beliefs to to have the group reflect together and how for them how, what, what's the, the common ground that they have and how for them then within their own function departments how they're going to apply the, the that new mindset that they're trying to instill in the organization yeah and, and like you said i think coaching is an incredibly powerful tool often people think about safety and think oh training mm -hmm. um, but it's a very good complementary piece to really make sure you're embedding i've seen very progressive organizations as we talked about bring in executive coaching at the c-suite uh, all the way to the uh, CEO, CEO dedicating, uh, in some cases, every week or every mm -hmm. two weeks or every month the time yep. to the COs, the, the VP of operations, all the way down to um, senior operational leaders in the, in the field. And I think that can be an incredibly powerful tool, mm -hmm. particularly if it's coordinated. Um, it, can, it can drive some, some very rapid change all the way to some, some organizations go all the way to uh, more the frontline regional leaders um, mm -hmm. that maybe have 
accountability for 100 team members within a region and area and they're saying okay how do i level up and maybe they won't do it all at one shot sure. but they'll do it in small subsets which i think becomes uh, incredibly powerful tool and i've seen people really have significant revelations mm-hmm. uh, i remember one one executive i was coaching and and they were very candid they said my entire career i was convinced i was showing my commitment to safety uh, and and, and I was doing the right thing. And then when I realized the time and the conversations we're having every week, mm-hmm. in this case, it was an hour every week to think about how do we level up our safety commitment and safety leadership, I said, I was kidding myself. I wasn't really investing the amount of time mm-hmm. that was proportionate with, if I'm saying it's a number one value, what, what, what time commitment should I be spending to this? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so, so what would be the main value that executives get from coaching? You've touched on it fair bit, but what are some of the key themes that somebody could expect to, to gain out of this? Uh, for sure. So some of the themes to me is first, if, if you're looking for a, as I say, a thought partner to be able to, to get like an outside perspective, that, that would be one of the, the reasons sometime uh, that, that we're looking for an executive coach. Uh, for some, it might be that, that support some of the challenges that they, they face, have a space where um, uh, I would say they, they, a safe space where uh, they can be challenged, uh, they uh, they can vent at times uh, because of the struggles that they may experience. So that that coach is going to be there to support that that sort of a journey. At the same time, I would say uh, anyone who's there who's tasked to support a transformation in their organization, I think, uh, can mm-hmm. benefit from having a coach or uh, someone who's tasked to launch new initiatives and wants to to. You know, be, be feeling confident, uh, wants to, to, to try new things and being able to be in a space where uh, they get they get challenged by their coach. And personally, I, I think everybody should explore this um, and, and especially obviously in the, in the safety space, safety leadership, okay. safety culture space. And like I've shared before, there's not a great team. There's not a great uh, um sports athlete that that isn't invested heavily in having a coach mm-hmm. alabama alabama and football wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they didn't have a great coach you go sport team to sport team as as my uh, colleague uh, josh williams would say uh, everybody's got a great coach behind them helping mm-hmm. them get better every day get greater and i think that's something that needs to be more accessible yep to- totally agree eric <laughs> So, so uh, on that note, I know one of the things because we we've talked about this, Martin. We've we've uh, we've both coached executives at, at in Fortune 500s, very large organizations, to drive change. Um, one of the things that that Propolo decided to launch a couple months ago is really uh, democratizing executive safety coaching. Really bringing the expertise, the value of of somebody who's knee deep in in safety culture, safety leadership, uh, who understands the concepts, who understands coaching, um, to partner with executives either in HSC functions or uh, in line operational functions to really democratize and make it, av- make it available to to everybody at a very reasonable, affordable uh, cost. With some of the indicators you talked about, some of the three sixties, maybe some pulse assessment. So you've got some data to see how am I actually showing up and how is it driving impact and where is it do I need to throttle more in a certain direction to drive more impact. So if you're interested in having more details on it, uh, the website is execsafetycoach.com. So execsafetycoach.com, an incredibly affordable way. I encourage you to, to reach out. Uh, tapping into the same same expertise that Propolo uses to 
to support Fortune 500 organizations, but in a much more scalable, affordable way that makes it uh, accessible to everybody. Because at the end of the day, there's more no more important goal than making sure everybody comes home safe to their loved ones every single day. And, and this is just a way to, to help other organizations really tap into some of that expertise. All right. So Martin, Thank you so much for, for coming to, to share some of your background and experience. Definitely have a ton of, of experience, years of experience helping executives and organizations. Um, and having seen the, the value, I really appreciate you sharing some of that expertise. And I encourage everybody to start exploring, just like I did probably seven years ago, the value of having a coach to, to be the most powerful leader you can be. It was a pleasure, Eric. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to share more about those insights on coaching. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Safety Guru on C-Suite Radio. Leave a legacy. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Grow your success. Capture the hearts and minds of your teams. Elevate your safety. Like every successful athlete, top leaders continuously invest in their safety leadership with an expert coach to boost safety performance. Begin your journey at execsafetycoach.com. Come back in two weeks for the next episode with your host, Eric Makrowski. This podcast is powered by Propolo Consulting.